Welcome to Countdown to Kickoff here on WAER. Across the 10 to the 5, still on his feet, and into the end zone. Touchdown, Syracuse. Battle, straightaway free, sinks it. Tyus Battle is 5 for 5. The freshman is on fire. Pass in front to Evans. Oh, what a shot and a goal. Behind the back by Jordan Evans. Welcome back to the double overtime here on WAER. The greatest stories from America's greatest college sports station. It's time for the best of WAER Sports Podcast. Peter Durth has a goal in two of his last three games for the Cuse. And overall, the junior captain has led the SU defense midfield this year. But the Connecticut native's path to this year's success started a long time ago, and about 250 miles south of Syracuse. We hear more about the junior from WAER's Cooper Boardman. Syracuse in the offensive half. Dirt has a wide open lane and he shoots and scores. Peter Dirt ties it up. Dirth was the trailer and the experience of the junior, the captain this season. I love their short stick defensive midfielders. You know, Peter Dirth, in my eyes, is an All-American candidate. If you've watched the Syracuse men's lacrosse team this year, you can't miss number nine in white. That's junior captain Peter Dirth. He's already got a career high in cause turnovers, ground balls, and goals. Up top to Peter Dirth. Defensive midfielder shoots anyway, and he scores! Peter Durth on the run! Durth is from the lacrosse hotbed of Ridgefield, Connecticut. It's an area that many believe is the best public school lacrosse in the country and some of the best coaches. At Ridgefield High School, Peter played under a former SU great. They go inside, outside, in the net. Roy Colsey gets his second Syracuse goal. You know, it's playing for him. He, you know, he's a, obviously a legend here, and um, he just really pushed me to be a, a, the best player I could be. Colsey coached all the dirts. Yes, I said dirts with an S at the end, because Peter's not just the only one. And there's a goal. That's what they needed. Beautiful run and an equally good shot as the cannon strike. Outstanding shot by Cal Dirth. Cal was such a good passer that so, so often players would drop the ball or just never see it coming because even they didn't know they were Peter's older brother, Cal, played at BU and is now with the Boston Cannons of the MLL. The Dirt's family room is covered in lacrosse stuff, and it's everywhere, according to Cal. And I think that's really helped us get better, get being competitive with each other and growing up, uh, constantly playing lacrosse with each other and against each other. So I didn't want to be kind of left in his shadow, so uh, I just kind of worked hard on my own and tried to, you know, be, be as good as him. So Peter grew up in a lacrosse mecca. He played under a two-time national champion, and he comes from the Dirt mold, you know, for sure. So for a kid who grew up with Syracuse fatheads on his wall, it was really only one choice. So there's a story out there that Coach Colsey recommended you, and you were like the first player he's ever recommended to go to yeah. Syracuse. Is that true? Uh, I think I believe that is true. I think he was even a little hesitant to recommend me. The phone call that I had with Coach Desco uh, about Peter, I think was, you know, I'm sure was critical. Recruitment really came down to that phone call and the conversation that we had, and um, Coach Desco really trusted me at my word. They hadn't seen him play too much. You don't want to hinder your, like, reputation, and obviously his is so unbelievable here, um, just being the kind of player that he was, and I think he just wanted to make sure that he had the right, like, you know, he sent the right kid to Syracuse and didn't want to disappoint the coaches, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure when I call Coach Desco again, 
Uh, with a great player, I'm, I'm sure he'll pick up the phone. So Peter Girth goes to Syracuse after that phone call. He has a solid first couple of seasons, and this year he breaks out. Big reason why the new shot clock rules, his speed and physicality make it pretty easy to go from defense to offense. Kind of just like my background as a person to be, you know, kind of aggressive like that. And um, I don't know, I just try to make like energy plays on the field that gets the guys fired up. Peter Durth being an offensive threat going the other way with the ball gives a you know, kind of double dipping there. And it's a big goals against UNC going from defense to offense. Peter Durth with the clear and now he just keeps going and a shot is good. And that's just, uh, that's just some icing on the cake. Colsey texts Peter sometimes, and he watches every game he can on TV with his kids. One of SU's greatest players ever was Durth's recommendation. And now, he's one of his biggest fans. I hope I've, uh, hope I've, I've paid off for him. You think you have? <laughs> I would like to think so, but I don't know. Hopefully I'm, I'm, I met his expectations. I'm probably most proud of that he's a junior captain, will be a two-time captain. You know, that speaks volumes for Peter, you know, the way that he grew up in the Richfield program and the type of human being that he is. I mean, obviously, he's done something really special there to be a junior captain, so I think that's what I'm actually most proud of. Cooper Boardman, WAER Sports. With the men's college lacrosse tournament just around the corner, many are wondering how this Syracuse team will stack up against the competition. WAER's Tim Leonard hopes to answer that question along with others in this postseason preview. If you asked me in February, did I see this current state of, of lacrosse out of the orange in 2019? No way. I see it now. And I certainly think they could be a dark horse Final Four contender. It's not going to be easy for them, but I certainly think they're, they're in the race now. It's been six years since Syracuse men's lacrosse has made it to the Final Four. And you have to go back another 10 years since this happened. Central New York is orange. The nation is orange. Syracuse is your 2009 national champion. But after the way the Orange have played in the past four games, lacrosse experts like ESPN's Quint Kesnick and Paul Carcaterra are starting to believe in Syracuse. Well, outside of Penn State, I think that Syracuse is, is playing as well as one in the country right now. Due to what we've seen over the last month, Stephen Rafis has perked up on the attack. Bradley Boyd's done a great job inside. And, and I've always loved the defense with uh, Nick Mellon and, and Brett Kennedy. And I just think that players have really shown uh, just dramatic improvement. The emergence of Stephen Rafis the last month, Nate Solomon's playing his best lacrosse as a senior, and Bradley Voigt's been the most consistent uh, scorer on the team this season. I just think he's a, a wonderful left-handed finisher where if you put guys around him that can dodge and create offense, he's going to get his look. So... The attack unequivocally is, is the biggest difference from early in the season to now. With the attack stepping up, Cuse has won their last four games by at least three goals or more. The interesting thing is they're not really doing it in the same way those dominant SU teams of the past did. I mean, you look at 2013, you had Jojo Morosco, who was the first team All-American and, and broke the single season assist record for a midfielder that year. They don't have the big number type offensive guys, but I will say, they're just as hard to scout now because all six guys are kind of complementing one another. In the era of the shot clock, Syracuse's depth has really come to the fore in the last month of the season. More guys contributing, good bench energy, and not reliant on one guy. So that's a strength. And, and, I, and I think that this is a viable team, even though they don't have a 
you know, a bona fide to our time candidate. They're going to have to play their best lacrosse. And, and when, when, when crunch time comes, you know, there's going to have to be some guy to step up and make those plays. But the beauty of the Syracuse team is one week it could be one guy, the next week it could be another. So I, I think I can live with the fact that they don't have an alpha dog. And that's not really the case for the ref of college lacrosse. The Orange may not have that Tawaraton guy on offense this year, but Carcaterra thinks they may have that alpha dog type guy on the defensive end in Nick Mellon. If he's not a first-team All-American, I think it's a joke. Um, he's he's one of the top three defenders in the country for sure. He'll be a candidate who I think for first-team All-American and National Defender of the Year, depending on how far the team goes. mentioned the double left word final four is this a memorial day final four team right now you know i think it can be if we reach our potential we certainly can be it's always in the back of our minds we haven't been there in a long time especially you know being at syracuse you're expected to be there every year but we haven't been there it's it's the goal every single year no matter what and i think this year we're really focusing on getting to philadelphia it's our, it's our main goal is getting getting to philadelphia where the final four is and finishing our season there Senior attacker Bradley Voigt and the rest of the Orange have had that Final Four goal since day one of the season. For Quint Kesnick, he believes getting there will come down to one thing. Winning that clutch game in the NCAA tournament, you know, they haven't done that in a couple of years now. Whether it's the quarterfinals or, or the first round game, you know, that loss last year in the Carrier Dome was disappointing. Go back to 17 when they lost to Towson in the quarters. They were favored. They lost 10 to 7. Disappointing. Go back to 16 just dusted by Maryland in the quarters uh, by six. The recent losses in the postseason have been very uncharacteristic for Syracuse lacrosse. There was a time when making the Final Four was an expectation for the Orange, but who knows, maybe this is the year the six-year drought ends. You know, this may be one of the better Syracuse defenses in a long time, and I like Drake Porter. He shows great poise, confidence. He handles the ball really well. He doesn't give up soft goals, so... You know, the face-off questions have been answered. So at a, at a lot of different levels, uh, this team checks off boxes that you need to win a championship. I, I think if you just look at all teams and you lay them out there and not knowing any matchups, I, I actually think it would be like a between a 40 and 50% chance of, of them getting to the Final Four. Me not knowing the matchups, and matchups are so important when the brackets come out because some teams just have different paths. Some teams match up better with other teams. Not knowing that, I'd probably handicap them at 40%, but it's 2019 and you take that and run because, I mean, they haven't been in the Final Four in six years and someone told me I have 40% chance of, of, of doing something. I, I feel like I'm in that ballgame. Thanks for listening to the best of WAER Sports Podcast. Find a full broadcast schedule at our website, waer.org. Follow us on Twitter and subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for automatic delivery of new episodes. Just search for WAER Sports.